so much for tuning in today to Rappers in My Backyard. I hope you had an amazing week and I hope you're ready for this great guest that we have today. Our topic is Everlasting Bass. And on the grill, we talking old school. And uh, y'all know, I love setting up every episode with a quote that lays the groundwork for interesting and provocative conversation. So here's the quote. Perseverance is not a long race. It is short races, one after the other. And that comes from Walter Elliott. And I think that sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, and connect with our special guest today. Y'all ain't ready. Rodney O is in the backyard. What's What's up, up? Rodney? What's happening? Hey. Let's get it, man. How you been? Hanging in there, you know, just uh, waiting for everything to open back up so we can have a normal life again. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Talking about normal life, do we have any indication what that really means? (laughs) Yeah, not really. Not really. Just, uh, I'm just talking about as far as let me get back to my craft as far as you know performing and mm-hmm. you know putting on shows and stuff like that so it's been it's been a long year yeah it has and it's been one where you know Rodney we had to like work all this stuff out in our minds you know right. and i just think that a lot of us weren't ready to do that cuz you know when you got to have those long conversations with yourself man man oh yeah I just yeah, you know, you find a lot of stuff to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it it really to me, if you have the strength to look inside yourself, you know, which I know that that's something that you do have because you continue to run every weight race, you know, and you are basically the epitome of perseverance. You know, and that's why I felt this quote was so timely for our conversation today, you know, because of the many things that you have overcome, you know, in order to continue to build on your great legacy. So um, thank you for that, man. Um, The first thing I want to ask you, because our audience doesn't know, how did you get involved in music? Um, you know, it's, it's just when I was young, just, you know, I was always, you know, trying to either pick up the guitar or, or, or make, make my own music even before, you know, rapping was, was going on. I was coming up with little songs and stuff like that. So just for the pure love of, of, of music, that, 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 that's basically it. That's how I spent a lot of my time not watching TV, just listening to albums and listening to the radio and, you know, just, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't rapping or nothing like that. I was just making up my own songs right. back then. Right. And that, you know, it's it's very different when you start out kind of that way with just making up and creating your own voice versus chasing other voices, you know? Right. Well, there wasn't a lot to, 
there wasn't a lot to take from. You know what I'm saying? So you had to be you had to be real creative and 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 all that stuff. It's just so flooded now. You know what I mean? To where back then it wasn't. You know, it was wide. It was it it was wide open. Looking back on it now, it didn't feel that way back then. But now looking back, it was like whoa. It was. It wasn't a lot of, I mean, you know, you could create your own lane back then and, and everybody was would listen to your music with a positive ear. Now it's yeah. every, now, now that's totally out the window. Now it's about your following, your, you know, this or that, you know, it's, it's just a whole different game now. A lot of people who have record deals back when I was, back when I first started, wouldn't have had record deals this, you know, in this time. Yeah. Yeah, because I just think like I like you were saying, you know, back then it was more about I don't want to say it's not that way now, but back then it was definitely about creating your own lane from a creative standpoint. Not a lot of people were looking to be carbon copies or duplicates of right. artists. Right. You know. And it was and it was accepted. They didn't look at it like, well, we can't play this when we play this. You know, yeah. they just looked. They just looked at good music was good music. Yeah. Where where today it's 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 totally not. You know, back then that song could come on before anybody started rapping or singing. You would know who it is just from the production. Yeah. And that's to that's totally gone now. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about that. You know, um, that was going to be my next question in terms of, you know, your song Everlasting Bass, you and Joe Cooley, Everlasting Bass. You know, I mean, that song even today is so solid on the production. You know what I mean? And it yeah. still moves the crowd. So tell me, in your opinion, what was the production back kind of like then versus what we're dealing with now? I mean, everything's so synthetic, so computer. Well, well, back then when I, yeah, back when I was doing everything was high end. You know, like uh, I was talking to one of my friends the other day and uh, we was talking about, you know, I was telling him, hey man, back then when we was making records, you couldn't be choosy and be like, ah, this record didn't come out right. We're not gonna use it. Are you kidding me? We spend $250 an hour on the studio. Everything we do is coming out. Yeah. You didn't have, you couldn't set songs to the side. I will, at least I didn't because every song probably cost four to $5,000 to make. So you tell me we're gonna sit on that? No, we're not. We're putting it out. I don't care how terrible it is. Mm -hmm. You know, to where now you don't have. You know, you got your laptops and you got cheap studios where you can go in for twenty bucks, thirty-five bucks an hour. I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying, you know, right. people are the people are real spoiled. Now they got it good. That's all I can say. Yeah, I have to say that too. And I just want to go back a little bit in terms of how did you and uh, Joe Cooley hook up to become the uh, dynamic two on a lot of the early stuff, like in the, the eight um, that you did? Um, I was on the road with the Egyptian Lover and my manager at that time had been at Soundcheck and I think Kid Frost was on the show. Uh -huh. And Joe was there DJing for Kid Frost doing sound check and he was tearing it up. And I didn't see it, but my manager said, Hey man, 
if you ever need anybody to do some scratching on your record, I got your guy. Right. And so I had already made Everlasting Bass, and I told him, so I was sitting in the studio, and I just said, hey, man, that dude you was telling me about, go, you know, can you get him over here? So he, he jumped at, he jumped up, called him, uh -huh. went and picked him up and brought him to the studio and he did his thing and, and I I rewrote and the song and everything after he came in and did what he did. But we we did not plan on being a group. I didn't even know him. When he came to the studio, I didn't even know him. Wow, wow. You know, and he just tore it up so good. I said his name and, and matter of fact, he was a, a, you know, Joe was a mix master at, at K-Day and the song it came out and he came up to me and was like, man, your song is starting to blow up. I'm like, man, that's our song, you right. know what I mean? So, and so it was it was uh, not a forced thing, it's just something that happened naturally because of the song and it sounded like we we was best buddies and we had went in the studio and did it together and all this stuff, but it was really nothing like that. And because Joe being a DJ, everybody thought that he did the beat and this and that, and which is cool. I didn't care, you know. I that's one thing about me. I never came, never cared about how hit records came to be. As long as they was hit records, I didn't care. Right. And um, so, so a lot of people through even till now probably think that Joe made the beat and and, and all this, but actually he didn't. He was just there cutting on the record. Wow, wow. And at the time that. Um in the 80s, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, I would say, you know, that combination of the MC and the DJ really always worked well, in my opinion, you know, because if you had your own DJ, you don't necessarily have to be formatted to one certain flow in your shows. You know what I mean? You can mix it up and kind of dial in with the crowd on what they're feeling and what they want to hear and then be able to accommodate it. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, especially in them days because you needed somebody controlling that and it's just totally different now. You know, um we really need we really needed that back then, but you don't need it now. You know what I mean? But um yeah, I mean that was our thing. My thing was to go out there and destroy the shows and, and show show everybody how cold Joe was and mm -hmm. that was a that was a, a a main thing with 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 our show. Wow, and I mean, you guys put on a heck of a show. And I wanted to talk about, you know, like Everlasting Bass, you know, during that time, like, you know, Rolling Stones, you know, had coined it like one of the top 20 West Coast rap songs, you know? And I think they was really on point with that. Cause it's still, when you think of West Coast rap, hip hop in general, Everlasting Bass is always in that playlist, you know? Yeah, it's just weird. The, the only thing that messed us up was, you know, uh, was was New York gave us no, absolutely no love. No, no, no MTV, no, no. Well, we didn't have a video for it, so that's probably one of my faults. But, you know, back then it wasn't real. That wasn't really uh, a, a, a big deal and not unheard of to not have a video with your song. But um, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely, you know, um, they only paid paid attention to you know the nwa and the easy's out here on the west coast they didn't really try to give to nobody else you know because new york it was their baby you know what i'm saying and here comes these dudes from 
from the you know from the west coast doing all this and they didn't really respect it right right because they always just in my opinion you know new york they always felt like us out here on the west coast had an easier time you know i guess they got caught up in this sunshine you know what i mean palm, yeah. yeah and palm trees and all that stuff yeah i mean it's definitely that but you know looking back on it uh, looking back on it i i get it if something was started in your city and and you guys and, and that coast is is known for that they don't want nobody to outshine them so i do get it right you know what i mean you couldn't tell me that then when i was young dumb and ignorant because that that's exactly what I was, too. Right, right. I know, boy, the blood seems to, to boil real quick when you're young and you feel invincible, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, you, you go in, you, yeah, you go places you aren't supposed to do, you do things you aren't supposed to do because you don't feel nothing's going to happen to you. You know, at least yeah. that's how I feel. I can't speak for it, but that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know what? That sets us up nicely to go to the grill. Let's go to the grill, burn some stuff let's, up. Let's do it. Already let's do lit. It. You already lit over there, Joe. You, Joe Cooley, you got that in the background? Oh, I thought I see something in the background ahead. Oh, uh, no, like no, old no. school something in the back. I was like, what? But yeah, <laughs> man, I want to talk to you about old school. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we touched a little bit like, you know, back then you guys were using real instruments. You know what I'm saying? If you wanted a drum, you had the drums. If you wanted the guitar, you guys had somebody come in live and play you know, on the music. And now everything is like through one computer, you know, creating and recreating all these sounds for a guitar and this, that, and the other. Do you yeah. think that that has taken away from the quality of today's music? It's taken away the quality of the people who grew up like, like myself and others who grew up listening to Parliament and Cameo and the Barcades and Heat Wave and all that, yeah. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, 21, 22-year-olds where that's all stuff's been made on is computers and stuff like that. So you remember back in the day, you know, you would hear a song and everybody talk about, man, that bass line is cold on that song. You don't hear that no more. Right. Nobody says anything about no bass line or the guitar solo or this or that. So that's just over with. So, I mean, um, so to us, yeah, it has. But to the younger generation who makes the culture move, no. Mm -hmm. So you can sit up here and, and say this and say that, but you're going to sound like the old dude. You're going to sound like the old dude with sour grapes if you complain too much. So I don't even do it. Like, I like a lot of the new stuff. I'm not going to lie. I listen to more new stuff than I do old stuff. Right, right. Because, you know, just for my own head, because I still am, am in the in, in the rap game and I have, to, you know, it's like homework. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to, you know, hip hop is something that is always continue to morph itself into something else or the what's next, you know, and I, well, it's, 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 that. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but no that's true. It, it, that's true because, you know, we're black, 
and we're just always cutting edge. Like white people will still say, hey dude, hey dude, we didn't went on the dog, this, that, that. Um, when it comes to clothes, we'll be cool on clothes for about three or four months. Fila, True, Carl, Kanai, then we done with it. Yeah. We move on to the next real quick. And so does the black audience. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like it's a it's a it's a curse and a good thing at the same time because we so cutting edge. Everybody wants to know what the blacks are doing, what the blacks are listening to. Right. And we wouldn't have that edge if we didn't throw shit by the wayside. That's true. That's true. And and you know, we really do dictate the culture. You know, the clothes. No, we do jewelry. we do all the way. Yeah. yeah. All the way. All the way. We 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 definitely do, but who gets left behind is we niggas do. like me. Is you know what I'm saying? And and stuff like that. So I just accept it. It is what it is, you know, and um, you know, that's the only thing about our culture. It's like when when you have a hit record from back in the day, like the Mexicans, yeah. If you they don't care how long ago it was made. To them, they look at it like it came out yesterday. Mm -hmm. But to blacks, we be like, oh man, I get that old shit out of here. I know right everything. Up. Soon as it's new, it's old. You know, because something about our culture, we got to always be moving forward to the point that sometimes it's just sickening. Like, just let something sit for a minute so we can fully see it before we are really done with it. I think that we move on sometimes without really utilizing what we had, in a sense, before moving forward. Right, right, yeah, that's just how it is, but that's because we are so creative and we so cutting edge, so that, but that's the reason why I was successful because we was cutting edge back then, but it just don't stay around long black, black wise, yeah. that's all. I mean, look at when Ja Rule came out, he was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Once 50 Cent came out and said he was horrible and this and that, everybody jumped on with the new guy. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they you know what I mean? And that's just our culture. Yeah, it is. Fleeting, fleeting. What's next? What's next? Constantly. Right. You know right. what I mean? Cheese. And I wanted to ask you, speaking about old school, how do you think? Because when I talk and have a lot of these up and coming uh, young rappers, they don't know anything about the hip hop culture. Whereas like when we were coming up, we knew about the other people in front of us or who did the work in front of us. Just like you said, even though you're not necessarily from New York, you knew that hip hop originated from New York and it was kind of theirs and, and that kind of thing. I think that there's just a whole missing point or a whole missing legacy to the young people because you can mention some of the older uh, OG rappers that has done so much in this business and they don't even know them. So how can you do this craft without knowing the history? That's what I'm scratching because, my head about. Because people are into what they're into. Some people care about that. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. Some people care about learning about slavery and how it was for our ancestors coming up and this and that. And some people don't give a damn. So, I mean, you have yours that do. There's, there's some kids that be on that, 
but it's just not a high percentage. And what can you say? What can you do? You can't do nothing about that. You can't be, you, what you gonna do Tell all these young, man, go back and, and blah, blah, and they, they'll be like, man, I'm on what I'm on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm on what I'm on and I give a damn about all that. And a lot of the youngsters don't like the older cats because the older cats be going too hard on them. That's why the OGs, They'll go to the hood and try and and, and, and and talk to the youngsters and they're like, man, get out of here, man. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. And that's just how that's just how it is. You can not like it, but that don't make it not what it is. Right. Right. And that's exactly what it is, you know. And I just think that every, you know, we gotta find a way to, you know, connect with the new artists, you know, even though... Well, the only way that works is if the new artist talks about it and and passionately and, and put those that was from back in the day in the forefront and want to help them get back out there and do stuff, and they don't. Yeah, they don't. Some might, but if they do, they're going to do it to the people who are already so cracking from back in the day that it don't matter if they help them or not. You know what I'm saying? It like it, it doesn't even matter. So it, it would help more so for a person like myself. But mm-hmm. you know, Cube don't care if the baby or little baby give them any props. What the hell, Cube care for? Yeah, yeah, because it don't make or break the situation. You know, no, not at all. At all. But I just at think all. that we always look like we're never together in, in, in anything that we do. And that's what's helped a lot of these record companies and all of that, you know, break up the synergy between the different relationships that we have together in our culture is, you know, by it not being understood and tight from the beginning. And then when they come in and get to whispering in different people's ears, because it's not solidified in the beginning, you can't maintain it going forward. Right, right. And then, you know, to be, to now I'm not saying, anything that I tell you mm-hmm. is from my perspective, but it's like, even with, with black, we're so used to getting it by ourselves anyway and having no help to where when a lot of a lot of folks get on the bullshit that they had to go through to get on they don't even want to reach back yeah and help nobody yeah. like i got this on my own I, all the hell i went through all the shit talking people was doing to me and this, i'm not helping nobody that's why a lot of times when people say oh he's arrogant he's this or that yeah but you didn't walk in his shoes. His path to getting to the goodness was probably hard as hell. So to reach back, they don't want to reach back. Yeah. Or how many t- people have you helped out that burned you? So they don't want to do it no more. Yeah. And That's I get it. That's the real deal. I, I get it. You know, we're not we're not people that like to bring everybody. Some people want to be the only ones riding in the Benz and they cool if you in a Prius or a Corolla. They don't want to see you riding in something that's like theirs. Yeah. For their own, for whatever's going on in their own head. Me, myself, I like all my folks to get it. I'm happy when everybody gets it, but that, I, I think I'm in a low percentage bracket of that. <laughs> yeah, you are. There's very few of us, you know, that do that. And, you know, in terms of the old school, man, I just think that, you know, it's really 
is a special time. I love all of the old history and culture of hip hop. And I just really want to stress to the audience and, and those young artists that's out there. Yeah, you guys are doing things the way you want to do them. However, whenever you know about your past and your culture, that will always put you push you forward in your artistry. You know. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of them will respect it more when they start hitting the down slope. Yeah. Then they'll probably reach back and see. But well, I mean, come on, man. When you're making money, when when you're getting everything you want, you can't really tell anybody. Because a lot of people used to tell me stuff when I when when I was at my hottest point, and mm -hmm. if they wasn't on my same level, had the same type of money that I had, I'd listen to them. But then I'd shake it off. Right. I'm doing what I'm doing. You, you can't tell. You ain't get, You ain't even doing what I'm doing. Why am I gonna listen to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So, and, and you know, that's understandable. It's just life. This is just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we get wiser as we get older. You know what I'm saying? And realize that, you know, all those things matter. But you're absolutely right. It's a progression to get there. You know, of right, standard, right, in the sense, yeah, right. <clears throat> so definitely. So, I believe Rodney Oda, we burnt up old school. So let's take it off the grill. Let's take it off. Take the it grill. off. Take it off. Yeah, we burnt that up, man. In Helling. <laughs> so you know what I wanted to ask you about your song. This is for the homies. You know how important was making that record for you? Cause it just felt really sincere. It felt specific, you know, and again, um, it's, it's a it was great just, thing. It was just, I just felt like I needed to make something for my friends at that time. And, and that's what it was about. Um, like a lot of, like my first record, I swear to you, I didn't really go in with no, t I just, I just wanted to make happy, feel-good music. Yeah. And and that's what I was doing. Just wanted to make something to party to. Um, I was using the 808 back then. Um and uh yeah, I was just I was just trying to make stuff that me and my friends like. I mean, it's like back then whatever I made whatever I would have made was 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 the time and place for it. You know, I, I really couldn't miss all, on that first album. I just I just couldn't because I was so locked into what was going on at the time. Yeah. And now it's like I sometimes I'll be like over I overthink it. The beat, you know, I didn't I didn't overthink nothing. I just did it. And now I think a lot of the older cats probably not everybody, but you know, I think we overthink it a little bit now. What are people gonna think? Yeah. Are, are they are they gonna get down with this, this and that? Where to back in the day, it's like, man, just go for what you know, and that's what the young kids are doing. They give a damn. Yeah, I remember I was talking to a couple of rappers uh, last week. I'm like, man, remember when you couldn't say the same word? You'd be like, man, I can't say that. I said that two lines ago. Right. Now shh, they'll say the same word eight times in a row. Don't even matter. There's no rule. The rules yeah. gone out the window. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Not only in rap, but in everything. There, it's yeah. like you know, it's just like no rule, like lawless activity, basically. No. Right, right. Do whatever. Oh. Yeah, do what you want, and, yeah. and and that's all good. You know, I listen to 
uh, what the young people listen to, and some I get, and some I'm be like, wow, wow, wow. But you know what? You know, if, if you, like I said, if you complain, you sound stupid. Yeah, you do, and you sound bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's just exactly. A way exactly to convey a message. You know what I mean? Because your misunderstanding is somebody else's, you know, understanding, and we got to be open for that conversation, which you are. But I do agree with you. I talk to a lot of the, you know, old school or OGs or whatever, and they just like, I ain't got no time for all of that. And I'm sitting over there going like, but do we need, you know, if we could just pour both of you guys into a glass, it would be the perfect mix because you need foundation in order to, you know what I mean, be able to really get the most out of your artistry. That's just in my opinion. I think that right. never, never die. Because it's a fact, right. you know, because those records like yours, like you did Everlasting Bass in 1988 or something like that. And it's like that I can still throw that on now. In fact, I did throw it on <laughs> at an event, you know, celebrating the 4th of July. You know what I mean? And everybody right. went along. Nobody said, oh, that's new or that's old. Everybody just start moving. You know, right, that's right, how the right. music was when you, you know what I mean, was putting out your work. You know, I mean, dude, the bass is everything. And and, and I need that back in my life. <laughs> right, right. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's, it, it's, it's around. It's just way different now. It's just, it's yeah. just way different. Way, way different. So how did you get involved with uh, concert promotion? Um... I, you know, I guess it just happened from doing so many and knowing the promoters and, and, and asking questions and, and stuff like that. Then I'm like, man, we should do because what a lot of people don't know is me and, and one of my partners, Big West, threw on the, the first West Coast Festival with all West Coast groups, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Quick. Uh, Dog Pound, uh, E40, Too Short. We did the first one. Oh, damn, I can't even. I think 2015 or 14, maybe, in Vegas at Planet Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can't copyright a show. You know what I'm saying? But we was me and my boy was the first ones to put on an actual all West Coast event. Mm -hmm. And you know, once they seen how it did, then you know everybody started doing them. But like I said, I I, I can't you can't copyright a show. No, no. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't tell Cube and, and Snoop, hey, don't do another show and don't take this money. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, but, right. So just started doing that. So I've done three so far. We did Houston, we did Vegas twice. And uh, uh, yeah, they all went. They all went good. All of them sold out. Yeah, yeah. And I know also you were putting a lot of uh, you know different artists on that made it and have a plug at that time. You know that old school OG artists. You know you put a lot of people on those concerts that you know wasn't out there and sort of gave them another opportunity to reawaken through the different concerts and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, what it is now, too, is like, if you put on an OG show, you're talking about people who used to listen to that when they was kids, now they're grown up. Mm -hmm. Some of them have retired, they got they own homes, they have money, so they can pay $100, $150 for a ticket now. 
yeah. to where a lot of these kids can't. You know what I mean? So it's like it's you know it's like it's a, like a old Motown review with a lot of these with a lot of these shows and stuff like that. And it's it's really good to see you know um, how they go off. It's just that you know unfortunately when you've created something, people don't be like, man, let's put him on because he's the one that started this and this and that. People just aren't that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree with you. You know, people just aren't that great, man. It's like, you know, you cannot put your faith in the people who are in this business nope. to do the right thing because it probably won't happen. Nope. The mix is always in. And you know what? I wanted to ask you something else. You know, I like to ask this question because, you know, when people think they know you, people think, you are whatever your songs are that you create. So I wanted to ask you, can you tell us something about you that we don't know, Rodney O? Uh, just, um, uh, not really. I mean, I'm just in the cars. I, I fix up old school cars, classics to sell them. Um, you know, uh, Chevelles, you know, cutlasses, you know, stuff like that. That's what I, that's, that, you know, that's that's what I'm into. I love cars. I'm just a car guy. Wow, wow. So it's a hobby for you to put together these. Well, no, it's a business. I buy, I find good deals on old school cars. I fix them up, put mm -hmm. new interior, paint jobs, rims, and 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 fix them up and sell them. And that oh. I, I'm I, I I love doing it. I love doing that. Yeah, and you in the right place. Even if it don't sell, I still got a nice car to roll around in. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You know, you in the win-win, and you on the best coast to have the best car, baby, because we make yes, any yes. rock all year long out here. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's good stuff. So how can we follow your movement and keep up with you with the new things you're working on? Give us your Instagram, your website, and whatever. Um, I'm on Facebook as Rodney O, Rodney Oliver, and then uh, Instagram, Rodney O 100. And, you know, these young cats, man, they got the energy to post up live stuff, where they at, they food that they eating. I, I'm just, you know, I can walk in a room, I mean, rest in peace, Michael Jackson, Prince. I can walk into a room with Michael Jackson and Prince in it. And the first thing that ain't on my mind is to pull my camera out. Yeah. And start taking flicks. It's just, yeah, I don't even remember I have a phone half the time to, yeah. to do that. So I'm always around a lot of people and around a lot of fly shit, but my first intuition isn't to take out my phone and take a picture of it and put it on my Instagram. That's why I don't have a lot of followers because I'm really not that active. I'm I'm not active on social media. I'm active in real life. You know what I mean? Not personas and, and showing everybody what I got and what I'm doing and who I'm around. I just I just don't get a thrill out of that. I understand people who do because yeah. people want to know what you're doing when you wake up. Now they want to see this, but <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with saying I'm over at the stinking rose right now. Yeah. Eating. I don't know who's going to pull up on me. You know what I'm saying? I saw, I, I'm just not that type of dude where other people will, but I'm not that guy. Yeah, location not needed. And that's a great thing no. from the old school, man. We do what we do. We do by our lonely. 
And uh, right, that's the best way right. to do it, man. Because if they had cameras back when we was rolling, man, I don't know that I would be even be on camera now. I'd be at the witch hunt. Exactly. You know exactly. All the stupid shit I've done when Ooh. I was 20, up to 26, 27 uh, years old. I, yeah, for that to be documented is something that I would, wouldn't have wanted to happen. Nah, nah. So I'm so glad there was no lights and no cameras. So shout out to the old school because we live to fight not only today, but forever because you ain't got no old pictures on, uh, you know, me or Rodney. So, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, let's go back to our quote because I just think that it just set everything up so nicely. And really, Rodney, he kind of just encompasses you know who you are to us in this business and and what we think of you and your legacy of music and you continually getting out there and just finding other ways to to move forward you know and change the game still and yet so the quote goes perseverance i can't pronounce it now perseverance is a long race it is short races one after the other and that's what you've done you've persevered you know and you continue to just keep moving forward and pushing the legacy forward and we appreciate you for that and i appreciate you for spending the time with me today to to just discuss it you know your thoughts yeah yeah, maybe next time I'll actually be in the backyard instead of on Zoom. Oh, I can't wait till we can be together again, man, because this started out as a live thing, you know? Yeah. Because something yeah. about when you're in a room with somebody, you can really feel the essence of how deep they want to go in their conversation or, you know, what places you can go in relation right. to what they're comfortable with. But through this Zoom, you know, you kind of in your situation and I'm in mine, you know, so it doesn't, in my opinion, move as swiftly and cohesively as, as it, it should if yeah. we were together. So I definitely want you to come back to the yard, man. I mean, you family to us, you know, and uh, I can't wait for us to get together, you know. For real. For yeah, so all good. Just let me know the time and date and I'm there. All right, cool. And to my audience, thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, comment, like, and share. Just like, you know, me and my boy Rodney O was saying. This whole YouTube thing is about likes and shares and this and that. So in order for us to grow theoretically. You right. guys need to subscribe. Tap to in. Fight. Tap yeah. in. Tap, Tap in. in. Let us know what we need. You know, let us yep. know what's going to make your day happy. You know what I'm saying? Because we bring an old school, great legacies. And we also talk to young and upcoming rappers. You know what I mean? So this is the bridge right. and this is the connection right here in Rappers in My Backyard. And to you, Rodney O, man, thanks so much for tuning in with us today. You are everlasting bass, man. And when I think of you, I think of bass and I think of 808 and I think how bad I want it back. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody got to uh, be known for something, right? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, <laughs> so it's good to be good. known for that bass, baby, because they need yes, better yes, than the yes. yes, indeed. And to the audience, let's talk. 
express, relate, connect next Sunday at two. All right. And remember, we can't get enough of everlasting face. Face, baby. All right. (laughs) Guys, enjoy your week. And thanks so much for tuning in. We out of here. Love you guys.